Evidence across sectors, including economic planning and emergency response, demonstrates unquestioningly that policies that do not consult women or include them in decision-making are simply less effective and can even do harm. How does the regulator, in this case the Bank of Zambia, follow in setting standards for the industry to ensure women's involvement in drafting financial policies? Um, thank you, Andira. I, I think maybe as, just as a preamble um, to, to set the, the question into context, I think it's important to understand that men and women face different barriers in accessing services, uh, particularly financial services, as well as uh, economic resources and also opportunities. Uh, compared with men, um, research has, uh, has also shown that women control fewer political and economic resources including land, employment, and uh, traditional positions of authority. So acknowledging and incorporating these gender inequalities into programs and analysis is therefore extremely important, uh, both from a human rights perspective and also to maximize the impact and socioeconomic development. So in setting the standards for the financial sector as a central bank, uh, the Bank of Zambia has committed at the highest level through its uh, strategic plan. Um, this is what drives our mandate for the next four years. As well as through the gender policy, uh, we have an internal gender policy and the gender strategy, which also cuts across the sectors in terms of the financial sectors to ensure that the gender perspective uh, are taken into account in performing its uh, regulatory role. So the bank in its uh, strategic plan, uh, the 2020 to 2023 strategic plan that I have alluded to, has adopted financial inclusion as a key focus area, which signifies its commitment to the advancement of financial inclusion in Zambia, especially among women, the youth and the children. The bank has uh, further committed to mainstreaming gender in the financial sector um, in, in terms of um, strengthening accountability for gender mainstreaming and also diversity in the bank through various initiatives, including uh, building gender leadership and diversity capacity, developing a mechanism to monitor the progress of implementation of gender action plans across uh, the sector, and also implementing a gender mainstreaming interventions identified in the gender strategy, uh, the gender strategy which has uh, uh, which was developed uh, by the bank and is also being implemented by the bank to determine the impact on the operations of uh, the bank. Um, I would like to allude to the fact that women are powerful drivers of economic uh, growth and if included and given the opportunity to participate in the development of the nation, women make a truly significant contribution in economy uh, through their entrepreneurial activities. Uh, and they also their involvement into the labor market. Um, women don't only look at their households, um, I think across nations and societies and economies, you find that uh, where women are, they would like to incorporate other women in terms of their initiatives that they are doing. Uh, they come together uh, for the benefit of their households and also for their communities. So generally, um, I think also um, what's on the ground is that women are good savers and uh, they or more often than not put back most of their income into improving the well-being of their families. So um, with that, it stands to reason that um, to increase their economic opportunities, uh, this would benefit any nation tremendously. Uh, so in essence, empowering women is therefore one of the key strategies that can eradicate poverty by removing the barriers 
which restrict uh, women's interaction in the financial sector. Um, I think uh, overall you would agree with me that all initiatives um, uh, call for concerted and collaborative efforts uh, by not only the regulators, uh, but also policymakers and all other key stakeholders to put in place uh, strategies that will bridge the gap and also empower women economically. When you empower, a, a women, a, when you empower women, you empower uh, nations. So basically that, that would be our stance as, as a bank. I like I like the your parting shot that uh, empowering women is empowering uh, empowering the nation. I think that's a good thing. And I also like that uh, in the 2022 2023 Bank of Zambia strategies, gender gender inclusion and financial inclusion of women is one of the key pillars of that. I think that will have a long way to go in in matters ensuring that women are are more financially included in their decision making. Can you share some of the methods Bank of Zambia uses to sensitize financial players about gender diversity and closing the economic gender gap? Um, thank you, Andre. Um, as a bank, we recognize that um, gender gaps do exist in terms of, um, as I have alluded to, the access to resources um, and also opportunities. So accordingly, um, the central bank has entrenched uh, gender mainstreaming within the bank um, in terms of within the operations of the central bank and also uh, with the financial sector as regulators to, uh, to contribute to the closing of the gender gap with respect to accessing financial services in Zambia. Um, in addition, the bank has instituted um, what we term as the FAMOS uh, check, the female and male operated small enterprise uh, uh, checks. This is a self-assessment tool that is developed by um, ILO that helps organizations have a systematic assessment of the extent to which they target and serve women and men entrepreneurs, as well as identify their needs and uh, potential potentialities. Um, so in terms of the, the FAMOS uh, check, it, it also helps uh, to track. Um, you can have initiatives in terms of um, how you uh, mainstream gender, but if you don't track your actions to, to get the desired results, they become uh, futile and you are not uh, in a position to, to, enhance, to enhance or have other strategies to, to bring out what you really want to achieve at the end of the day. So the bank also with the support of um, the Alliance for Financial Inclusion, AFI, um, we have uh, developed and rolled out a framework for the collection of uh, sex uh, desegregated data from the financial institutions and entities in Zambia uh, that are under its direct supervision and regulation. And uh, basically this is aimed at uh, facilitating the understanding of differences in terms of financial behavior between men and women. Um, the behaviors between men and women when it comes to, to, to financial uh, services and also the products that they are looking for from the financial services product, financial services providers uh, differs. So using this sex desegregated data, it uh, gives us an idea and also gives the financial services providers an idea in terms of what services and products are more appealing to, to the women. And it helps also identify gaps in terms of how accessible are these uh, services and also the use of these financial services in terms of um, uh, the different sexes and gender. And it helps also to um, inform the formulation of policies that promote the provision of gender-centric digital financial services 
and products to empower women, especially with the aim to increase the full financial inclusion as well as monitoring their impact. Um, in addition with working with um, AFI, we also have uh, local partners uh, like the financial sector deepening Zambia, uh, which has um, initiatives that the bank supports and we work under a memorandum of understanding in terms of how we would, would advance financial inclusion um, in, in order for us to realize our initiatives in our strategies. Uh, so the bank um, undertakes also in addition uh, regular stakeholder engagements through various forums, um, which play a critical role in terms of sensitizing the financial sector players and also the public at various topics, including gender diversity, the use of digital financial services. For example, um, annually, the bank coordinates the Financial Literacy Week um, this is the public awareness campaign on financial literacy concepts that help people make informed financial decisions. Uh, the main objective is to enhance uh, citizens' knowledge, understanding, uh, skills, and also confidence to make prudent financial decisions for themselves and their families and also the communities at large. So this uh, Financial Literacy Week actually um, goes uh, to the people, to the community, um, it goes to the schools, uh, so that we can have uh, a population that is well informed in terms of financial uh, education. Yeah, interesting. I think I like the point about having the Financial Literacy Week. I think that, that goes a long way to even sensitize the, not only the financial players, even the citizens about about uh, what what what, uh, what is going on in the financial industry at this juncture uh, yesterday the IMF released the uh, world economic outlook uh, which 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 the the, uh, the point I got from the economic outlook was that women women uh, in the, during the pandemic women have been greatly disappropriately dis sidelined in matters of employment and uh, income what do you think? What do you think uh, we can do in the post-pandemic to support women to come up, to to come at the forefront of the financial, maybe financial, or, or maybe in, improving their financial well-being in the post-pandemic era? Um, I think true to to the IMF report, when you look at um, the effects of the COVID pandemic you find that um, women by nature have been caregivers. Um, during these lockdowns, you find that women are the ones that are really in their homes to look after the children uh, when schools have been closed. And also uh, in terms of frontline staff, you find that women are also um, the ones that are really in the majority. Um, so the pandemic, yes, has had um, a real adverse impact on women. Uh, when we look at the post-COVID um, um, era, um, I think it's uh, it's a question of uh, how do we reposition ourselves as as uh, as countries and as economies to ensure that uh, we provide that platform where women are able to access finance. We we do have um, a targeted. Um, uh, uh, finance um, facility, uh, which has been implemented by the bank, which targets um, SMEs and also uh, households. So uh, it's a question of um, how do we get these funds to the households uh, through the, the women folks to ensure that uh, they come together maybe as, uh, as women to, to, to look at what businesses they can do to ensure that their, their, uh, their livelihoods are, are sustained 
But the major issue, as I had mentioned, is the issue of accessing the funds. How do we um, um, make it possible that the women, the financial services providers are able to um, to extend the facilities to women, especially in households. And also from the government uh, side, uh, when we look at the policies and also the post-COVID interventions, how do we get to the, um, to the grassroots uh, to give them maybe grants or empowerment funds and also uh, maybe a, um, stimulus or um, allowances even um, for staying at home just to ensure that they, they are kept going and they do not start uh, from, um, from zero. Uh, the pandemic, um, um, I must add, in terms of the women uh, efforts that have been made um, to, to bridge the gap between men and women, there has been a drawback. Uh, so we need to really double our efforts post-pandemic to ensure that the strides that we have made in the past are not eroded. Uh, that, that's that's good. Uh, that's that's uh, interesting. I think the stimulus and allowances will bridge that gap, and also bring some sort of a level playing ground in the post-pandemic era for both men and women. At this at this juncture, what are some of the things we should look forward in to in your discussion in the upcoming leading women in bank and finance e conference? Um, the theme of the workshop, um, as you are aware, is uh, breaking barriers and redefining leadership in Africa. And we have a whole host of topic, topical issues that will be discussed. Um, uh, some of these include uh, peak performance in turbulent times, um, navigating the fourth industrial revolution, uh, leadership and career development, transformational leadership in relation to organization performance, um, I must say that um, from the last communication we got on in, on the conference, it has um, it's, it's really been subscribed. Um, I think to, to levels where it to be quite encouraging to see um, a lot of people attending and benefiting from the the conference and the topics that will be discussed, and also in terms of the panel uh, discussions that will be held during the two-day conference. Okay. So the key message is that um, while Africa as a whole has made significant improvements in increasing women's representation at the top, um, governments um, and other um, uh, key stakeholders in terms of organizations are still missing out on the full benefits of a gender diverse leadership. Um, we need to um, ensure that women um, are part of the dialogue and contribute to solving complex challenges and influence how policy is shaped. Okay. Uh, women understand the, the challenges that uh, they face and what other women uh, face. So if they are part of the formulation of uh, policies that um, help to advantage uh, women or to put them at a level playing field, I think uh, this will, will go a long way. So we want to build a community of women who share knowledge and inspire one another so that uh, together we can form a power force that contributes to a better society. Um, I must add though that uh, with a steady rise in the number of women in leadership positions, it is imperative that uh, we keep this momentum by ensuring that women across Africa keep abreast with uh, domestic, regional and international affairs and challenges and also begin to contribute positively to how these uh, challenges uh, can be addressed. And they can only do this by uh, having a seat on the table and having those uh, positions that are able to help them influence 
policies and uh, also decisions um, that affect the, the, the communities and also the nation. Uh, during the conference, uh, my role actually to, to give some remarks uh, during the launch of the Amari Book Club uh, by the Kenya Bankers Association in partnership with the Strathmore Business School. So the book club is um, an interactive networking platform for women uh, leaders in Africa that will assist women share their reading experiences. Um, I think this uh, book club will also give women an opportunity to share ideas, to network, and also to influence uh, even policy uh, decisions in terms of uh, from their respective uh, countries. So we're looking forward to, to the, to the two-day conference, and I, I trust that it will go a long way in terms of having an impact on uh, what it is that we want to do in terms of empowering women and also ensuring that they have that uh, platform where they can make meaningful contribution to, to their respective nations.